Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week is the Romans. But first, it's the Whiskey of the Week. So this week's whiskey is Old Umble from Old Umble Distilling Company. Mm -hmm. Um, So these guys are just north of us mm-hmm. in Humble. So it's a Houston yeah. area whiskey, mm-hmm. which is Soup's fun. Clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of, um, and this was a recommendation from me from a person at Specs. Nice. So, Thanks, person at Specs. Yeah. Yeah, that visit was a lot of fun. I talked to a lot of fun people that day. Nice. Um, oh, this visit. Yeah, it was real great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old um, uh, Umble is an old oil town. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like oh, one of the that. places that like Houston's oil boom came from. Interesting. Okay. And that's why they have a oil derrick nice. or an oil well, oil rig. Like the I oilers, don't know. like the formerly known yes. Houston oilers. Yeah. So like they're kind of like one of the reasons we were known as the oilers. Yeah, a little reminiscent of the past. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Any notes on the notes? Any notes on the notes? <laughs> They say that it maybe is going to have caramel and vanilla. Okay. Notes. And then it shouldn't caramel? be. Caramel? Yeah. Caramel. Whatever. <laughs> wow. First thing that Jen's going to do today is call me out for my, like, <laughs> language evolves. It's not stagnant, and we should not apply rules to language. No, I was just listening to another podcast, and I was just like, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to bring it up whenever we talk about it. This whiskey is a 90 proof. Oh, great. Okay. So a nice middle ground. Mm-hmm. And basically... I love how that's the middle ground. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Solid, you know, average. Arguably, arguably like the low end. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The sad part is that you're right. <laughs> the sad part is that you're right. Yeah. And what... They say through their website is that it's not going to have the bite of your typical bourbon. Okay. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. And they have, it looks like they have three different whiskeys on their website. So if we like them, it's kind of got very close for us to go pick up from the distiller if we want to. Yes. Add them to our list. Yeah. Yeah. Add them to our very long list. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of wow. the local places we like. So, <sighs> on that note, cheers. Oh, my mouth is incredibly dry today, so this is going to be interesting. Okay, my nose hairs aren't burning. That's fabulous news, but also could be deceptive, like we learned from last time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I'm sorry, but what bite was I not supposed to have? <laughs> It wasn't as bad a bite as like... Um, that was a fucking bite. Maybe we just haven't had a rye in long enough, but like... That was a bite. 
like I had to do a like a, a like a water gargle for a quick second because one my mouth is really dry too so I feel like maybe that could also oh, have sure. impacted how I received it <clears throat> let me do one more before I take a sip of this whisk you know hold on okay that's fresh okay less so okay less so we just have to prepare you yeah, less so. There's still a bite, but uh, yes, I can now understand what you're saying about it. It's less of a bite. Yeah, but I'm saying it, it, that made a difference. So the sippability Good. portion changed with sure. whatever situation you had going on in your mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> so sippability in oral situation. Yeah, yeah. No, it. It. I think that's a very important note for our <laughs> listener. <laughs> You don't understand just how drastically <laughs> everything changed. Like the palette changed sure. for me. It was night and like, day. Like what would your uh, first score be compared to your second score? So the first score, because it punched me in the face, <laughs> it would be one where I would probably rate it a just because it punched me in the face yeah. that hard that I don't think I could maybe with ice it'd be different right but just no ice neat dry mouth <laughs> no but now that I that I did like the little rinse and I had some of that water freshness yeah drastically different I think it's more palpable I would give it an eight because it's not totally palatable. Pa- yeah, palatable. Palpable, palpable is very different. <laughs> palatable. Yeah. Anywho. So this score. PSA to folks. Yeah, but what are you going to score this one? I give it an 8. An 8. Mm-hmm. I was going to go with an 8.5. Yeah. That's the feeling I have in my gut. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's fine. I think this is a good, um, you know, I just got off the clock. I would like just to sit. I would like to have this in. This could definitely you know. go on my bar cart as like a. This is just a good, just good whiskey. To, just to sit and sip, you know, just. Oh, I yeah. Have, you know, an email. I read an email too much today. Or like I'm reading my emails. <laughs> and I'm thinking, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, no, okay. So cool. Yeah, 8, 8.5. Awesome. It's good to just have like a nice whiskey. I think we're on a good run of whiskeys mm-hmm. for this season. Mm-hmm. This week, we're discussing the Romans. I'm so excited. Yeah. Roman storylines will always be my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I'm going in with a heavy I bite. learned something. Yeah. Oh, good. This was so... I had to look it up to be like, really, what happened? We're going to learn a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. Beware. If you don't want a heavy history-based episode, like, we're, we'll be talking a lot of history today. Like, I'm And so I'm going to learn a lot. And I'm going to sit back and just watch Diana because I nerd love... Nerd out. I love this Diana. I wish yeah. I learned so much. Anyways, yeah. go for it. This is one that we'll be able to nerd out. Proceed, on. my dear. Wow. My that's... liege. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> the Romans. Mm-hmm. This serial ran from the 16th of January to February 6th. Mm-hmm. And 
honestly the only thing that truly monumentally happened for the UK at this time is that Winston Churchill died. Hmm. And Winston Churchill was such a representation of an era and politics Mm -hmm. and the like national sense of being Mm -hmm. for World War II. Mm -hmm. But at the end, have you ever watched The Crown? Yes. So we're we're in that last we've been seeing Winston Churchill in that last little mm-hmm. bit of when he was on the crown where like he's not necessarily well liked anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody is like, dude, you're old. It's time for you to go. Like it, it, it's mm-hmm. you gotta let go. Bow out. Right. So that's the kind of Winston but it's still Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Yeah. You know Churchill. So the funeral aired the day of the third episode. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's a really interesting, uh, huh. Yes, you are correct. That's basically the... So I'm going to tune into this funeral and then I'm going to watch Dr. Well, Hill. so the number, like, this wasn't received super well. Yeah, duh. <laughs> because of the timing. It wasn't done on... Per- like, Also, it was- historically, we know this. Because wasn't another episode released when something really big happened? Uh, the first episode was the day JFK was shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we so, know. Yeah, so Doctor Doctor Who's got Come some. Come on, BBC. Well, it's when if you're going to release one day in epi- a week mm-hmm. for 28 years, mm-hmm. you're going to catch some historical moments in there when mm-hmm. an episode's going to potentially not do so well because something historical is happening. Yeah, or just air it the next week. Yeah, but they can't really do that. Yeah. They can't do it as much because. Television, I mean, even now, if... I guess because things aren't on its schedule, money, payments. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we don't really deal with, like, TV release schedules as much anymore Mm -hmm. because you just watch it on who, you know, but you still... you And then it just stays there so you can watch it all the time, but it's not like if something major was happening, they delay a release of an episode. Hmm. It's just that now you can watch it all the time. I guess this just this is an interesting thing to think about mm-hmm. in terms of wow, it, things were really different. You know, it's rare when yeah. I have those moments because I, I feel like not a lot has changed. But I think that is uh, one of those very things. Di- yeah. Like, oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, it's that whole idea that once this episode was on TV, that was it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Unless you videotaped it. And you could you weren't videotaping in the sixties. Yeah, no, that, that was didn't it. exist. That was it. You, you had watched to watch it, it, and it was over. and it was done. Yeah, one and done, baby. One and done. Tooted and booted. <laughs> <laughs> but this was just like your existence for yeah. TV. Yeah, and so hmm. it's one of those things where, like, when shows got popular, everybody would gather around. It was a big deal because hmm. if you missed it, it was gone, it was gone and you could yeah. only go off of like. What? Hope, cross your fingers that they do a rewind during like the Christmas break or something. Right. right? And yeah. maybe not even then. I don't mm-hmm. think that we started seeing reruns of Doctor Who for like years. Oh, years and years and years and years. So because you were This story was written by Dennis Spooner, mm-hmm. who also wrote The Reign of Terror. Okay. I believe. So the French one. Great. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Neither of us liked The Reign of Terror yeah, at no. all. I would mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. would prefer to not watch it again. Yeah. Hence why that explains why I had to watch this three times. Shut up. Oh no, guys. 
I'm not joking. I've had to watch this three times. I felt, I slept through it the first time. Mm -hmm. I kind of slept through it the second time. And I was sort of watching it the third time. So I have, between all of these missed hits, I have a a general perspective to be able to discuss today. Good. Good. I'm I'm super excited, guys. (laughs) Um, Now, it was directed by Christopher Berry. And Christopher Berry actually directed most of that first Daleks Mm, serial. So we've got two guys involved with two episodes that definitely made us feel something, Mm -hmm. whether positive or negative. (laughs) (laughs) Feelings were evoked. Right. So what were your first impressions of this episode? Well, first of all, acknowledge the fact that this is the first one as Vicky, full on yes, companion, queen. you know, and already they did so much more with her character uh, yes. than they ever did with yeah. Susan. They did so much yeah. more with her than they ever did with Susan. Yeah. And... You know, I, I'm I'm happy because it shows that they learn from their mistakes. They being the writers, the multiple, the, mm-hmm. the, the multiple, the various writers that have mm-hmm. come across mm-hmm. the show at this point. But uh, also very just very sad because it had to take so long for someone to get it. But also just thinking back to the context that we discussed when we at like. Episode one, I think, or episode two, one of the, our very first episodes, yeah. where Susan's character was something that was new for this era, where we were right. seeing the depiction of the family, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 natural that it took a couple bumps to get to the fact, to the part where we could really um, fully um, get the range for this mm-hmm. age group. But I also feel that had the series stuck with one writer, the the writer for the pilot, mm-hmm. Susan would have developed much faster and better because already off the jump in the pilot episode, Susan was coming in hot. But even for television shows today, mm-hmm. every almost every episode has a different writer. Mm. It's one of the things that I actually liked about... And we have, I haven't talked about this show for a, mm-hmm. a Outlander. <laughs> Outlander is notable because they'll bring in the same writer-director team for like two episodes. And so it's why sometimes you get these like mini arcs in Outlander that feel... Anymore, yeah. That's okay. We can still go back. And <laughs> new season's coming out. So I'm about to get back into Outlander mode. Don't worry. I'm not that far away. Yeah, I'm excited to like really get into talking about Vicky in this mm-hmm. episode because because I you know I dig her. Oh wait, I didn't say the rest of my uh, thoughts. Oh, sorry. Just generally, I just said it about that. But generally, one a much better understanding of the dynamic of the crew, right? Just mm-hmm. very quickly, dynamic of the crew. Great. It was definitely one of those episodes where it's like, oh, we're bringing you along, showing you the way. This mm-hmm. is how this is the landscape of things. <laughs> You're funny. He never plans anything. You know, yeah. it's always kind of oh, this just is a the surprise. whole like slapstickiness. Yeah. No, I. This is generally. I have a hard time. It's kind of why I put that bias out in the very beginning. I have a hard time separating how I feel about this episode. Mm-hmm. 
because the Roman bits just get me. Like, it's just, it's a little Roman nerds. Like, if you like Latin, if you've ever taken Latin, studied the Roman Empire, it's just so slapsticky Roman. How many years did you study Latin? Just out Um, of curiosity. Like six or seven. Okay, cool. Yeah. A lot. You have a more beyond basic understanding of Latin, the language. Yes. Then the average person absolutely. Where it's going. And- proficiently, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to like, claim more than I have. Mm-hmm. But like. But you know generally. I know. I can still like read Latin I feel Latin like you know a, more than generally. Yeah, probably. I, I at least understand Latin grammar and how hard it is. Mm-hmm. It's real hard, yo. Mm-hmm. But. I know a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was really fortunate that my Latin classes, and I think a lot of modern Latin classes do this where they like, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm only taken from two different teachers. Mm-hmm. They take the language mm-hmm. and through, you can't, because it's a dead language, you can't learn the language without learning the context that it was mm-hmm. situated in. Got it. Of course. Naturally. Yeah. So you end up learning a lot of Roman history mm. while you translate. Because one of the best mm. things to translate is like shit Romans wrote down. Mm-hmm. And people like Julius Caesar were actually incredibly prolific mm-hmm. and wrote books. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to look, so if you're going to learn, why not translate Julius fucking Caesar? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to be able to know why was he writing down what he was writing. Mm-hmm. So it leads you into learning about the Gallic context. conquests and like why was Julius Caesar in Gaul? And so a lot of what you'll see is that um, Latin students know a whole lot about the empire mm-hmm. because that's where a lot of our texts, our good texts come from. And that's what we're translating from. So we learn that gotcha. context. Mm-hmm. My particular favorite like obsession Mm-hmm. is going to be as the Republic turns into the Empire and definitely the Julio-Claudians, which mm-hmm. Nero mm-hmm. Is, is part of them. Yes. I Googled that. Yes. <laughs> That's what I love. Yes. Because I really had to sit there and like, I, I've never heard of this person because I've never dove in deep into Roman history. So when I, when I, it finally clicked after the third time that I watched this, this clicked on me that this is a historical episode. Yes. I was like, oh, this probably happened, especially when the, the doctor was telling Vicky like, oh fuck, you can't fuck with this. Yeah. Part. No, this was all very like, if you know anything about Nero, this is the story, you know? Yeah. So it was, to me, it was very interesting. I was like, oh, when I Googled, it yeah. just all came together for me. Anyways, yeah. proceed. Caligula and Nero are usually up there in terms of the worst emperors of all time. Yeah. Tyranny kept coming up mm-hmm. when I Googled him. I fucking love him, though. In the sense that I would never want to live then. Mm-hmm. But as historical figures, they're just fascinating. I love Nero. Mm. So that being said, a brief synopsis for this. Mm-hmm. The gang topples over a cliff and freeloads at an Airbnb in the area until Doctor and Vicky get bored and go on a romp, unintentionally leaving Barb's and Ian at the mercy of slavers. We watch the TARDIS gang go on a comedy of type error adventures where Ian and Barb's could have really truly died several times, but it's okay because they probably boned. Mm-hmm. Into the very heart of Rome in Nero's pleasure palace where everyone is trying to kill each other and the Doctor finds everything absolutely amusing. Mm-hmm. 
So let's uh, break it down. Yeah, let's do it. TARDIS points. Got it. Hey, Jen. Mm-hmm. Fuck. No. You ha- First of all, let me... Let me give the, the disclaimer that I have yet to receive what the TARDIS points acronym is in writing. Okay. That was promised to me several episodes ago. Several episodes ago. Yeah. So let me just make that clear because I definitely said, once you give it to me in writing, I'll be able to say it better. But this is more entertaining for me. So just so you know, y'all. You could listen to an episode and write it down. Then what's the fun in that? Well, see, so we're in a. (laughs) (laughs) But I just want to say that it's not completely my fault that I don't know this acronym, okay? So we're at an impasse. (laughs) We're both finding too much amusement out of the situation. (sighs) TARDIS points. Yes. Terrifically arbitrarily. Arbitrary. Oh, damn, I had it in my head and then just went away. <laughs> Bringing out the pen, y'all. Terrifically arbitrary ratings done with a sophisticated... <laughs> <laughs> Something toxic intoxicatedness. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so TARDIS points are terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness. Determined. With, yeah. It with fucks me up, though, because there's no W in TARDIS. Okay, well, you're not supposed... You can you can make acronyms and, like, just shove in little words. Yeah, but also, there's a, that's a whole-ass with. That's a whole-ass <laughs> W that is with not two in TARDIS. Yeah, that's fine. Anyways. Anyways. So, how did you feel about the doctor this episode? I mean, he was just kind of just like, <laughs> oh, the whole time, <laughs> just giggling and just like William Hartnell. Fuck it up. <laughs> William Hartnell had fun this episode. He was story. really just like, we're gonna just fuck it up this episode. Yeah, you know, I think this was the episode where he's like, I no longer have grand parental responsibility. Yeah, right. You know, I got this girl on here that's not my grandchild, but it's still a teenager that I could just have fun with. There's no. He was like the cool aunt. Yeah, you know, yeah, he was a titi, you know, he was a tia, you know, yeah, Ian and Barbara, don't fuck with history, don't try to rewrite history, but let's go meet Nero, yeah, fuck it, fuck it, you know, yeah, I'm gonna play this badass concert when. When when Barb's and Ian show up, like walk up, and they're like, "Well, but I want to go." He's like. No, nah. mom a, this and dad a, get to stay at home. Yeah, this is this is this is a me thing, boo. <laughs> I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm done that, with child ve- rearing. Very that it. Very that energy. My job is complete. Made yeah, it. a dead body shows up on the side of the road, and he like pokes it who with a stick. A fuck. He's like, oh, fuck? I'll be him. Who's a fuck? Yeah, it's fine. he had a great. He had he had so much fun this episode. Mm-hmm. The doctor, William Hartnell, like the whole thing. He was a pleasure to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely so. I, this was the first time where I thought the actor like 
is settling into this character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this is who he prefers the doctor to be. Mm-hmm. This is his favorite form mm-hmm. of the doctor mm-hmm. because it was just when so much of it was stupid, it was just funny. Mm-hmm. He made me giggle a lot. Um, he got a cute little fight scene. <laughs> he got mad at Vicky for getting in the way. Right. He said, but I was having fun. No. <laughs> I mean, she tossed it, helped toss him out the window. So she's. I fell asleep during that part because I don't remember this. Oh no! Yeah, and any of the three times that I oh, watched I'm this, sure. I don't remember. Yeah, the doctor this like part. gets in like a tussle, and he says he talks about how like you know, uh, I you know I, I sure do like a round of fisticuffs. Uh huh. But well, Vicky I love comes fighting. in. Yeah, and but Vicky comes in and is like, oh no, this old man's fighting. I need to help, and so she basically intervenes, and the guy falls out the window. Oh wow. Yeah. And the doctor turns around and goes, but I like fighting sometimes. Why did you have to get in the way? <laughs> yeah, definitely fell asleep for this one. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, I I also wrote down he's such a fucking troll. Mm-hmm. Like the whole episode, he's oh, a troll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really is. Oh, when he played the, when he played it silently. Yeah. And but the thing was, he was like, only the most of superior intellect yes. can appreciate what I'm gonna do. And it was so, yeah, I definitely wrote a part where everyone was just like, <sighs> no, I didn't. Anyways, that. I digress. Continuing on to our fucking points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pouring more. Don't judge me. Listen. <laughs> it's such a heavy pour. I love it. Moving on to the next TARDIS <laughs> points. Uh, so what are you going to give him? Um, I'd give him an eight. Yeah, he was so much fun. Yeah, I loved him. I'd give him an eight. Yeah, I... You know what? I'm giving him a nine because he was funny. Because he said, don't fuck with history. But also he low-key started the Fires of Rome. Mm-hmm. But that's historical. The Fire Room, I love it when they make the Doctor responsible for insert historical event here. And he got a rise out of it, too. He did. He thought it was, it tickled him pink. Mm-hmm. I love that little scene of him and Vicky just being tickled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they're at the Fires of London. Because, I mean, of the Rome. Fires of Rome. Of Rome. Of Rome. Of Rome. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ancient civilization. Yeah, no, no, no. There's also a major thing called the fire, Great Fire of London. Oh, yeah, of course. But, but like, yeah, we're in Rome. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Rome. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Move on. Well, because, like, I think it would be horrific to have existed during yeah, the Great Fire. Like it would have been horrific. That. Horrific. I would have never but if I can to be a stand part of that on shit. A, if I can stand on a precipice over here and be like, Pompeii? fuck yeah. Holy shit. To sit and watch that, I'd be tickled too. I'd be like, fuck yes, this is what I'm living through. As a, I'm about to hop back on my spaceship and not have to yeah, deal with not it. Not that you're actually living through it. So you gave him an eight. Mm-hmm. I think I said I gave him an 8.5, mm-hmm. but like nine. I'm going to give him a nine. Okay. So how did we feel about the doctor's compatriot in arms, Miss uh, Vicky? You know, I, I liked her a lot more because she was just a better developed character. Um, 
I like that Vicky was the one. She had no tie to the doctor. So she was the young teenager that was able to make fun of the old guy. Yeah. You know? And she worked it. She's like, ha, you're old. Yeah, she worked it. She worked she it. Did. And he had no way of responding to her except like, yeah, I am. And this is why, and 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 uh, I'm the senior on this trip, and uh, we're time traveling. So old, and uh, you're just gonna listen, and I'm gonna take your jokes because mm-hmm. there's no other way to go about this. I'm just gonna take your jokes, right? There's no authority figure. We're fun. I learned my lesson from fucking leaving Susan with a human in like devastation <laughs> future Earth. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So Vicky I liked because she was just a very no fucks given, badass bitch, teenage. I felt like she was like Nirvana, you know? Like she's how like Nirvana the band was like coming she's... into crushing the scene. Yes. I felt like that's how she was. She I... was just in here just like flourish. Yeah. Tragic and flourish. Considering that, uh, so this actress's name is Maureen O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And considering that she's the, you know, our first actress or actor to come in and establish a new character on this show. This was a badass, real first episode. She was fun. She was youthful. She was a great representation of like the 60s in at least in that like carefree attitude. She was, she had, she had just as much fun as the doctor. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was so nice to see after watching Susan struggle. Mm-hmm. It really is like a night and day kind of shift mm-hmm. in terms of characters. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Yeah. And I loved her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. So what are you going to give her? I'm going to give her a nine. I, I liked her. I did too. I. She gave an, She gave the doctor enough shit for me to be like. What's keeping her from a ten? Because based on my my whiskey ratings, you just don't ever want to touch a ten. Like someone's got, like someone's really got to blow you out of the water to get mm-hmm. a ten. Sure. Based on what we got this episode, the energy, the I'm fucking you're giving her a ten. I'm not gonna give her a ten. I was just curious why. <laughs> yeah, you I was like you're giving her a ten. No, 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 no. Because I kind of feel the same as you, mm-hmm. where like I feel like I'll know when it's a ten. Yeah. It's like be grateful uh, for a fucking nine, but like I feel like I know when it'll be a ten. It's like when the Supreme Court said, "You know when you see obscenity, yeah, by just knowing. <laughs> you just you know. just know. You just know when you see obscenity. You just know. Yeah, you just know. Google it. It folks. doesn't change. It's a real. Time. It's a real ass case. And uh, language actually, is is not reflexive. It is stagnant and does not change. For this episode, I feel like I have to give her like an eight and a half, maybe even a nine. She was so good. She was just... All right, I'll give her an eight because she was definitely, like, she carried some of the scenes with the doctor oh, for 100%. sure. Yeah, okay, an eight. Yeah, I feel... I feel like I have to give her a nine, too, out there with the doctor, just being like, I was just rescued off a desolate planet where I was, like, chilling by myself and I want to have a party. Mm-hmm. Let's go out. Mm-hmm. We're in Rome. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And the adults in the room were like... But we have this really great 
Airbnb. We rest. We, we also got from this have co- to not fuck with history. You just gotta stay put. And the bitch. doctor's like, yeah, don't fuck with history, but like, let's fucking do it. And so they like, he's like, are you fucking with history if the same uh, consequence happens? Mm-hmm. If it's the same, if I if I hadn't have done outcome. it, somebody else would have. He's right. Maybe. Yeah, but like, if he's trying not to alter history, I don't know. Sure. It's that whole question of how does time work in Doctor Who? We are not sure yet. No, sir. Because before we've had don't fuck with history at all. And this time, the Doctor is technically the catalyst for the fires of Rome. But would he always have been or... Has he always been the catalyst for the fires of Rome? That's true. Yeah, I get what you're saying in that sense. You gave Vicky an eight. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go for a nine. Okay. Point two. Oh, interesting. A point two. Explain I'm the point two. Explain here. the point two, please. Because it was good, and I want to say it was better than good, but I don't want to necessarily say it was a ten. Okay. Cool. Okay, so how did we feel about the adults in the room this series? And for this one, we'll start with Barb's. So Barb's and Ian have definitely fucked. Whoa, fucked, dicked down, or hardcore. something, or they had the epiphany of how they feel about each no, other. One of the like... books that I read about time. Um, this is really great because it was referenced in another one that I read as well. Interesting. Where they referenced the scenes is like, and I quote post-coital yeah it was very like we just fucked yeah 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 like the first time like two minutes for the first time yeah yeah two minutes ago and now we're riding high they're supposed to have been in this villa for a month and does the does the story say that they were like in a relationship the fandom definitely the fandom definitely gives them situationship status i mean because i didn't least. know about this shit and i knew something was up because they have a little bit too much of a comfortable situation going well, on. well sure you're like the only two like human you've been thrown together by happenstance no but just even beyond yeah. the show it's just even like th- that chemistry think chemistry works yeah that chemistry was beyond the parameters well, of the show just it was so sexual yeah it was so Yeah, I was sexual. like, if y'all not fucking here, you're fucking in real life because yeah. the looks, yeah. the coy little like... I think you can the, see that those two actors definitely enjoyed those scenes. Oh, for sure. they If they weren't fucking, they wanted to fuck. Oh, definitely. Hard. I mean, they could have been great actors. No. No, that, you That, that chemistry, <laughs> no. Yeah, I really liked the... It's About Time by Tat Woods and Lawrence Miles. Mm-hmm. And they refer to it as post-coital, which made me... I was reading this while I was at work during my break. Great. Right so during lunch. It's a fantastic time to read this. Well, you know, I wasn't thinking they were going to do a passage on like Barbara and Ian fucking, but they sure probably did in this episode. How did we feel about the rest of Barbara's storyline? I mean, I felt really bad for her because it was like a Harvey Weinstein, Jeff Epstein, R. Mm. Kelly, like, situation with Barbara. Like, it was very much like, 
I'm going to uh, victim blame someone who I've been chasing. And uh, my mistress, who I cheated on my first wife with, is obviously pissed that I'm thinking about this other girl because she knew where she came from. She knew she came from me being trifling. <laughs> she knew where she came from. No. So uh, she was willing to kill anyone else, any other bitch who tried to get her her way. And she sure tried. <laughs> But does that make her any better? No. No, she knew where she came she from. She knew where she came from. Because I Googled, and this is not his first wife, so. <laughs> Jen's like, I have newly acquired knowledge. I knew. I knew the ghosts. She wasn't the first time. I'm so touched that you, like, did some, like, <laughs> digging into this episode. That means so much to me, because I love this episode. I love what Barb goes through. I mean, like, not that I love it, but... Yeah, you don't, you don't love what she goes through, but you can relate yeah, to, but like, like, the time and space of everything. And I get that it was supposed to be, like, campy and, like, kitschy and, like, kind of slapstick. Mm-hmm. But not that kind. Well, and I think that it's important because you it was probably written to be slapstick, like, you know, truly to be slapstick, but you can totally fucking tell. But it just went too far. Well, it you goes can, too far. Yeah, you can tell that Jacqueline Hill, who plays Barbara, is not stoked to be there. She's not. Can compare the energy and the fun of her earlier, like, getting dicked down with Ian scenes. Compared to the energy she gives at the end. Mm-hmm. There's just... It's like it's two different actresses. Mm-hmm. She is so much fun and is so interested in being in the scene at the beginning. And the worse that it gets into all that Nero shit, you can just... Like, she's just got that, like, I am not interested in being mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to watch television where you can see the actress, like... Just standing in the room because you don't really, you can't get that with tele, you don't really mm-hmm. get that kind of energy mm-hmm. with television much anymore. Mm-hmm. And she was just done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you give Barbara for this kind of an episode? I mean, Barbara, I think it's a solid seven because she's, no, I give her an 8.5 because she was dealing with a rapey ass emperor. And uh, also dealing with everything else. Mm -hmm. Also the fact that, like, she has been singled out by the empress, who was the second wife. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, she was already... Yeah. Pompeia. 8.5. Sure. I also gave it an 8.5. Her an 8.5. Because I think that it's an interesting snapshot into like history, just the creation of this role and Barbara's presence in this episode. But also because I just love that Barbara's fucking over it. That she's just done. Mm-hmm. And and that's just such a... Hmm, I just, so it kind of gives Barbara a little bit of extra points. Yeah, even. I feel it. So definitely an 8.5. Because when mm-hmm. she was done, she was done. Mm-hmm. And like being a slave, you don't have much of a choice. And like she got a real yeah, bad like, storyline. But like. That's it. 
at least she didn't go the whole like i'm gonna commit to this like damsel in distress route she was like nah fuck it i'll just stand here she's good yeah so our other contemporary Mm -hmm. ian Mm -hmm. how did we find this episode i mean i felt he struggled (laughs) he had a pretty bad run of luck White privilege finally did not serve him. You're, yeah, he just got all the bad luck this episode. And uh, this, that's what I'm going to rate it. Because. <laughs> <laughs> because. He was the status quo. <laughs> because Ian is the white devil. <laughs> he was the status quo of Romanian uh, life. Or a part of it, at least. Yeah. Enough. Enough from from this cast for me to feel comfortable to be like, yeah, sure, mm-hmm, yeah, deserve it. Mm-hmm. Get sure. It. So struggle. So you, <laughs> so you enjoyed watching him. I would say enjoy be all of the slaves. Enjoy, but I was just like, cool. Sure. In his in this historical show, you played a historical role, so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things I did like about Ian's storyline was that Ian was basically most of what we know from Roman history mm-hmm. is told through a pretty masculine perspective mm-hmm. because what was being written down was all the war shit, essentially, and that's being done by the dudes. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of like very heavily masculine perspectives. So all the sh- all the roles he was filling in that episode is the shit that we know a lot about. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun for me, mm-hmm. was he definitely gave me the historical romp. He was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. look, I'm a galley slave. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm a gladiator. Mm-hmm. Which we could do a whole episode about why he wasn't. Mm-hmm. But look, whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And so I liked that he his character was given that historical context this time, mm-hmm. where he was filling the kid show educational role. Mm-hmm. And so I can't be mad at him for it because it was fun. He got bonked in the head as a slave in the galley and like got to escape only to become a gladiator, like with a high risk chance of death. And sure, yeah, this fine. is a huge we farce. Defi- we can define things differently in this show and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I just, I liked what they used him as. The character in the episode because it wasn't really Ian, you know, like it wasn't, you know, all of a sudden Ian became like a slapstick kind of mm-hmm. character and he's mm-hmm. never been that before. Mm-hmm. The whole bit with the, do you want to check the fridge? And Barbara went or Ian went to go check the fridge oh, at the beginning oh. of the episode. Oh, wh- and at the end when Ian was like, mm-hmm. ha ha, do you want to go see if that food is in the fridge? Yeah. And Barbara goes, oh, yeah, gosh, yeah, you yeah. got me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Feel that it was very like I don't know Dick Van Dyke show. It was definitely like <laughs> yeah, canned studio laughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you give Ian? I give him a six. Oh, only a six. Mm-hmm. I give him an eight for the historical like the, the kids version of the gotcha. historical content because it was done in a way that made you go and. Go to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was what Ian was doing. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay, cool. So eight. Mm-hmm. Also, that sword fight was pretty good. Even if it ting, was in a really ting, teeny tiny room. Ting, ting. No, it was The choreography good. was good. 
The guy that he was fighting, his friend buddy, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, they were they're like, oh, we're friends, but mm-hmm, we have to fight mm-hmm, each other in the gladiator, mm-hmm, gladiatorial mm-hmm. ring. Mm-hmm. He is the Tuscan Raider that like shakes his thing over his head in Star Wars. No, you don't know Star Wars that well. No, we're just getting through the series. Oh my goodness gracious! Um, so for the listeners, because they will, the actor that the that he fights in the gladiatorial arena is the Tuscan Raider that like shakes his gun over his head in a new hope. Uh, so he's the same guy that plays that guy, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Nice little connection there. Connection, Yeah. Yeah. So you gave him a six. Mm-hmm. I'm giving him an eight because I at least thought Ian was fun. Mm-hmm. Which brings us into the baddie of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I am interested to know who you thought it was. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the Emperor. I'm back and forth, but it's the Emperor. I think that this one has a more classic mm. one. I mean, like, I don't know who else it could be. I was thinking Pompeia, too, because she was a really yeah. fucking spiteful bitch. You know what? It might be Pompeia for me. But the fact that you burnt a whole city because you wanted to build your own fucking city, that is what took the cake for me. Okay, so Besides here... Besides all the fucking gendered shit that was going on in this yes. episode. Yes, That portion, but the fact that, like, I'm going to just bulldoze your shit with fire... Like, how else will anyone ever say no to me is if I just, like, burned everything. No one can tell me shit. So, uh, yeah, that's why... um... You're going to give it to Nero. Mm -hmm. So what do you give Nero in terms of a score? How good or or bad was he? I think Nero was stupid. I think the fact that this happened was just a coincidence. Nero was just <laughs> not even even just beside the doctor. I think that like it might have played a bit into history, but also just the fact that like he was just so he was just such a st- he was like the Harvey Weinstein of ancient Rome, chasing tail, or maybe the Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know some fucking serial rapist chasing tail, doing what he had to do. Yeah. Doing whatever, like, like, he was just bad news bears. So what do you give him? I'm stuck. Because. Between what and what and then maybe. A, I think maybe, maybe like I'll a 7.5 because he was going to burn an entire city to get what he wanted. Mm-hmm. But he ate. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because he was just so selfish in the fact that like, this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like the answer is complicated for me mm-hmm. because the character that we just got of Nero is like oh, classic Nero. It's the character that was used for like a thousand years on what kind of emperor Nero was. Mm-hmm. And and it's a, but it's not probably who the dude really was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're understanding more about him in a more modern context mm-hmm. than the classic prescript like uh, portrayal mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Cause like Nero was not in Rome when it burned. Mm-hmm. He was in Antioch and mm-hmm. I have one of his villas. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I'm not saying he was a good dude. Nero was still like crazy, crazy pants kind of dude, mm-hmm. but Nero, Satan, the devil, it was all kind of like, he was the big bad boogeyman for a while. Him, mm-hmm. Caligula. There's a there's a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And this is still when that idea was really popular. Mm-hmm. So as a bad guy, 
this classic pers- like portrayal of Nero mm-hmm. is terrifying mm-hmm. because he was designed to be. Real Nero was pretty scary too, but not quite so like exaggerated. Mm-hmm. He did like to pre- like play music like this one, and he probably did put musicians to death for just being better than him. Mm-hmm. But one time he, you couldn't leave a play that he was doing or a music recital that he was doing until he let you go and like babies were born in his audiences because he would like play for so long um so he was crazy oh what are you gonna give him nine i love nero (laughs) i love nero (laughs) he's so Um, good he's just a big old bag especially because this dude was real like they're exaggerating sure but we have really good documentation on like the crazy shit Nero was doing and Nero was like just a little crazy mm-hmm. this is based on a real person I'm an 8.5 I'm giving him a 9 cause Nero's like one like goes down as one of the biggest baddies in history oh. and I love this portrayal of him is just like a doofus mm-hmm. as well like he's bad but he's also just inane <laughs> <laughs> This yeah. and I'm gonna be honest. It's one of my favorite portrayals of Nero. I love this portrayal of Nero. I love comedifying him and just making him dumb. Mm-hmm. This was actually supposed to be very much like a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, so it was supposed to be this big comedic effect on it. And this is actually the the guy who played Nero was. It's the first guy to ask to be on the show, where he was like, "I want to do something." Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, I want to do something on this show. And in a mo- in a modern sense, if you watch a modern Doctor Who, you will recognize characters other places. It's kind of one of those like basic starts. You've been an extra on Doctor Who in Wales because they just always need extras. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get their start there. So the story as a whole. I give it an 8.5. I uh pre there it was just really annoying to me sometimes. But I also appreciated that they were trying to be a little historical, so I was just like Oh, that part was so funny to me. I loved the historical aspect mm-hmm. of it. It was so kids booky. I loved it. It was fun. Mm. That's why I gave it a score. <laughs> I love that every moment of it was like, this is a cheap insight into maybe what this looked like. So because I like this period a lot, I really love the Julio Claudians. It's a really fascinating time in history where the illusion of freedom and, you know, like a kingdom, an empire is so ephemeral mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. um you know this is the time period where like the romans were still like we're kind of getting to that phase where we're like oh we kind of gave up all of our rights mm-hmm. there's nothing much we can do and the senate was kind of an like one of the things that i loved was when they all kind of turned and attacked nero mm-hmm. and they said it and ian somehow defeated the praetorian guard mm-hmm. that never would have happened yeah hmm I mean, like, okay, mm-hmm. Superman, you sure did defeat the Emperor's personal guard. Yeah. Good job. So I loved the campiness of it, but I loved the historical of it. I don't know. 
I just like Roman shit. You really do. It's so good. <laughs> it's so much fun. The outfits, the settings, the like, it's all very two dimensional. And, you know, you can do whole lectures on each aspect that they tried to like pop through. It was like, you know, baby's guide to right. major Roman topics. Of course. And so I liked that. Mm-hmm. It made you Google shit. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. Is if we're going to pretend to do an educational show, let's at least do one, interestingly enough, that you Google shit. Here, here. Cheers to Google. Mm. So I'm giving it a nine. I fucking liked it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I giggled the whole time. I'm so sad that you fell asleep during it because I enjoyed it I a lot. I fell asleep several times during this one, so. I was, this has been the most, <laughs> This watching this episode has been the most fun I've had watching this show so far. And I am so sad that I fell asleep during this entire thing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Enough that I may give it a 9.5. Okay, that's fine. I think I'm going to go for a full, yeah. But that leads us into the only question that truly matters. Was it neat? Wow, someone is eager <laughs> for this to be over. <laughs> Is this story neat or not? It is. It is. Yeah, it's it so is. much fun. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool. As you know, it's like a lot of a lot of shit that I was not expecting, but it was Yeah, it was a party in Rome. Mm-hmm. Like fucking like Ian and Barbara's got this like historical shit happening, mm-hmm. but everything that's happening with the doctor and Vicky is so much fun mm-hmm. that I'm like, all right, we'll get through the Ian and Barbara part. But, like, yeah, it was just so much fun. It's also just been a culmination of what they've been through this entire time. Yeah, like, can we just get, like... Can y'all just fuck? Yeah, and they did. They probably already did, yeah. Well, yeah, the beginning of the episode, they clearly fucked. Did the characters fuck, or did the actors fuck? Well, that, I mean, sure, that is the argument. But it is pretty canon... In terms of like the fandom that at the very least, because they got trapped on the TARDIS together, they definitely have fucked at some point between the last episode and when we see them now. Mm-hmm. If they weren't before, they have now. Mm-hmm. They're definitely one of those like, we don't really, except for this episode where like the vibe is real. Yeah, the lively romp through Rush- through Roman history I thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Nothing was so wrong. The only thing that was so wrong that I was a little mad was that Nero wasn't in Rome when it burned. Mm-hmm. So because they had so much fun through the episode, like it was just like a fun romp through Roman history. Mm-hmm. If you don't take the history too seriously, it was just fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. This is one that I would just be like, yeah, watch this episode. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's a even. Episode. You it, was don't, just, it was just like. It's a, not even about yeah. Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Like, it was just fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it was neat. Me too. Good. I like this installment. I'm always encouraged that we have yet to truly disagree on a neat episode. Same. I think that's all, folks. That's it. The next installment Mm -hmm. is called the webbed planet i know it sounds really disgusting it's six episodes oh so it's gonna be one of our longer ones god great 
Until next time, folks. <laughs> I love how you always just automatically think the worst. Every time you're like, oh, it's going to be the worst thing that ever happened. You never know. Sometimes it might. You never know. I do because I remember this one. So, but for this week, I'm going to say bye. Ta-da. See you in two weeks, y'all. Bye. It's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at OnTheRocksPod, all underscored, on Instagram. Or if you have comments or concerns or even better, whiskey recommendations, please send them to mediaontherockspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.